0: Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on LineUpMedia.fm. From the LineUp Media studios in beautiful downtown Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, season number three, show number 33, recorded Monday, October seventeenth, 2022. Thanks, as always, to partners Cassins, Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, keller williams marquee jeb and ginger blasting game integrity spine and joint center front office fiduciary network oakbrook golf club and rosenthal license and title services we're talking all things sports in the metro east i'm dave leip show number 33 features
1: gabby jesse am i supposed to say my name i want you to you want me to do it again gabby jesse
0: From Goshen Martial Arts.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I'll do it one more time. And who,
0: yeah, and who'd, who'd you bring with you, Gabby? Uh,
1: I brought my boss, uh, Master Nathan Wilkening. Also, or Sabonim.
0: Also of, of Goshen
1: Martial Arts. Of Goshen Martial Arts. Sorry, I've never the, done this
0: before. <laughs> the proprietor, you're doing a great job. I
2: appreciate the introduction, Gabby. Very nice. Perfect.
0: <laughs> and after you guys, guest number two is Bill Roseberry to talk about the Harry Gallatin Awards and his big trivia night that's coming up, and also all things. Hoops preview in the Riverbend area. And guest number three is a local power lifting and gym training legend, Chris Janik of Tanks Training in Granite City. But before we get to these awesome guests, don't jump in on me again, Gabby. I'm, I'm watching you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> before I get to these guests, three things you can do to help number one, subscribe to this podcast. It's free. Number two, follow us in all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, The Gram. And if you have a story idea, email me please at mespdave at gmail.com. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. Our Greenville Comets were the team of the month last month or this month, and uh, both girls qualified for state, so kudos to the Comets. All right, welcome to the show. Master
2: Wilkening, is that the appropriate title? Well, I usually just go with Master Nathan because Wilkening uh, is not always easily understood by people, so I just keep it simple and go with Master Nathan.
0: Master Nathan. Uh, That's what we'll go with, and also Gabby Jesse, once again,
2: one of your prize students. Yeah, she's one of our, uh, we call it Jokyo's. Jokyo is Certified Instructor in Korean. So she is Jokyo Nim Jesse at the studio. Okay,
0: and then we're talking about Goshen Martial Arts. And where and what is Goshen Martial Arts?
2: Well, we are located uh, really close to downtown Edwardsville. Uh, it's on 310 Hillsborough Avenue. And what we are, we are primarily a Korean Martial Arts and the closest style that we do is Tang Sudo. Um, kind of our mission is we, uh, what we do. Instructor Jesse does this very well, is empowers others to live their best personal lives. And so it's more about becoming the best version of yourself, less about competing with others, but more of learning life skills and character development. And we do that a few different ways. So kind of our how is uh, we're always trying to be positive, reinforcing as instructors, making people feel good and positive when they're doing things well. But then also always give areas of improvement with their self defense and uh, more offensive sparring combos. Like with the self defense, we take a more practical approach to self defense. Like if you're on the playground, someone comes up, shoves you, punches you, we have a really, uh, Master Rogan put all this together, Uh, you know, a really practical approach. We used to do uh, more traditional type self defense, and nowadays we try to do things where, you know, kind of like the Bruce Lee philosophy, if you're the man who does one technique 10,000 times rather than do 10,000 techniques just one time. So we work a lot on having a guard stance, using a palm strike, but the larger part is kind of learning to speak up for yourself, you know, use your tiger eyes, use your lion voice, be able to tell someone enough if they're trying to hurt you. So a lot of the program is trying to help kids to be able to defend themselves, adults as well, because um, obviously we hope that that's never the situation that you're put into um, but we, we try to make it a simple approach for people to learn and, and be confident with that. And uh, also, we have a leadership program, so we do something called the TNT, and that's something that Instructor Jesse actually started probably around the time we formed it in 2016, and that's how we train uh, students that are interested in leadership and give them responsibilities to assist and help out with the class. Um, and then as far as other things that we do, uh, we do match Chats in our class and we talk about, you know, discipline, self-respect. This week we're talking about confidence and self-esteem. And, you know, what are the differences between those two? Uh, confidence is having the ability where you say, yes, I can do this task. Whereas self-esteem is feeling great about yourself. And I think part of the program that's nice is you don't have to worry about winning or losing with something. It's just about, uh, you know, putting forth your best attitude and effort. Where if you do your best in class, you earn your tip. And you continue moving forward to do a board break uh, by the end of your, uh, I guess, progression to your belt. So like for Instructor Jessie, uh, she's a black belt now, a rock star one. And so her next test, she's going to be testing for second degree black belt. And that'll be July of next year. So she's going to have a challenge to do um, what we call a gauntlet break. And that's doing one break in one direction and then immediately into another. So you do two in a row. And you're meant to do it fairly quickly and choose techniques that you know, are a little bit more challenging, have you? Thought a little about what, what you want to do on that, Instructor Jesse.
1: I was thinking, uh, you know, my favorite, that flying sidekick, and yes. then uh, spin around into a crescent kick. Oh, good. I mean, that'd be really fun.
2: Yeah. And with the board breaking, there can be a lot of fears towards, you know, approaching that and, oh, am I going to break it? Is this going to work? So that's part of the character building that you get from that and not giving up the first time when that happens. And so that's, you know, that's more of the life skills and character development that we have with our program and and our why is we want to help our community be a happier and healthier and safer place to live. So, Master Nathan, you are the best interview of all time.
0: <laughs> I just ask one, I ask one question, you go for five minutes. That is awesome. But your information was was perfect. That was that was great. I love that. I love that. All right, thank you. I got to get to Instructor Jesse here, the star, the star of my second hour class every morning in, yes. in sports and literature. How she did is. you get started? What attracted you to? What made you want to go? Was it was it Grogan's when you started or was it Goshen even then?
1: It was Grogan's.
0: Okay. So what made you start martial arts?
1: Well, actually my little brother started first, uh, a couple months before I did. And uh, I just, I used to go and like watch the classes and, uh, master Grogan was actually my kindergarten PE teacher. So I already knew him and I'd go and watch the classes. And I was like, this is something that I'm interested in. This is something I want to do. So then, uh, and my mom wanted me to do it as well because I'm deaf in one ear Um, and a lot of the times when somebody's up on my right side and they're talking to me and I'm not paying attention, I don't hear them. And so they have to tap me on the shoulder to get my attention. And so my mother was always worried about, um, like, I mean, I'm going off to college pretty soon and she was worried, well, what if somebody comes up on your right side and you don't see them? So that was, you know, my mom put me in martial arts because of that reason.
0: And you loved it right away. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. And when did you start breaking boards? How how old were you when you broke your first board? Oh, I got to think about that one.
1: Um, Let's see here. I started right before I turned nine. And so... So you've been doing this for almost a decade because you're 18 now or are you 17? I'm 17. Okay. So I would say probably nine or 10 was when I broke my first board.
0: What do you love about martial arts?
1: Um... I mean, honestly, I can't really pick one thing, honestly. Um, It changed my life. I wouldn't be the person that I am today if it wasn't for martial arts, especially for, I mean, now it's Goshen. But um, if it wasn't for this specific studio, even, I mean, really, it's all about the people that you train with. It's all about, um, you know, making sure that everybody's doing their best. It's about holding each other up. And that's the thing that I love the most about it.
0: So you love not just training yourself it sounds to me like you love the whole atmosphere and the ability to work with others yeah to share this experience with others
1: i mean i love to train i love to hit stuff you know but i mean that's that's a big part of it too do you like to spar i love to spar
0: okay all right master nathan how did you get your start in all this you have a similar story to her when you when you got your beginning as well right
2: yeah well i was also nine when i started and i was a huge fan of chuck norris And I watched Walker, Texas Ranger with my grandpa every Friday. We'd have a sleepover at his house, my grandma. So that just got me really excited about martial arts. And uh, my mom, she she saw this advertisement in in a newspaper that uh, Rich Grogan, PE teacher, was starting up classes and his first official classes were at Nelson Elementary School in the gym. So that was his first kind of location in February of 2005 of when I started and after that three-month program, he moved to his first location. Um, and that was probably like a tenth of the size of the studio that we're at now. It was a smaller area with a pole right in the middle. So we always had to have good body control and work around that.
0: So you were part of the very first classes
2: that Master Grogan had? Correct. Wow. Cool. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and how we did things then were quite a bit different from now because we used to be part of a style called Subakdo, and that was kind of an organized group, whereas in 2014, later down the road, uh, he left that group and became an independent studio. And he was trying to find a better way to serve other people, a better way to do the curriculum where it was more practical, um, create a progression where every belt that you went up to, you'd receive a new belt versus just getting a stripe. Uh, we changed the testing where we would do a monthly tip test and that was a good short term goal for students to earn something within those, you know, month by month rather than have the anxiety of doing a four month test all the time. Um, so there were you know, I've been being part of it for close to eighteen years. It's really been a journey to be a part of that evolution and and change into, you know, where we're at now with Goshen. So So did he change the curriculum and not the philosophy, but
0: he, did he change the methodology? from all these other training facilities to
2: his very own facility, to his very own training methodology. I would, I would say that that's a good way of putting it where, you know, there's, there's a lot of influence from other styles. But I think given his, you know, experience and his, you know, training and a lot of, I don't know, experiences he went to other martial arts conferences is that he felt like he found the best system that works for specifically kids although I think it's a proven method that works for adults too for practical self-defense. And again, not trying to learn so many different things, but you know, when you're put in this situation, if you do the same thing, you know, over and over and do it better and better, you're going to develop that muscle memory and be able to quickly respond to a, a situation versus, Oh, what do I do? What do I do? And you haven't practiced enough of it and then you get confused and don't know what to do. So that's, that's something I really like about the program where it's, you know, it's it's a very simple way of training, but you know, we, we there's many challenges too that I think you know students can apply apply themselves with um and still have a great experience in that respect too.
0: So, so you're running the whole place. Uh well you're the proprietor. It, I mean you've got I, a staff of how much you've got a staff, but we, you're the man at the top.
2: That's right. You're the owner. Yes. Okay. How how big is your staff? Well, we have five awesome Jokios, so instructor Jesse, um, instructor Borg instructor mag um, we have instructor Burkner and instructor stout and then there's two awesome front desk so there's my grandma comes in and helps out uh, as well as Kristen Schindler who's a mom uh, at the studio as well I know so they help oh wonderful yeah she's she's super awesome they do a great job and uh, really really helps be able to take care of a lot of different tasks uh, because it can get busy on nights, just like leaving tonight, our parking lot was full. So Wow.
0: Okay, so most of your clientele comes right after school until, like, what, 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night?
2: Yeah, our classes generally start at 4 o'clock and go run until about 8.30. So we do that Monday through Thursday in the evening, and then we have Saturday morning classes. So we generally offer the classes about five days a week, um, and it's flexible. You can kind of pick and choose the days that you want to come.
0: How about competition? Now you you've talked about the fact that this is more about personal growth and improvement, and less about competing and winning or losing. Do you have a competitive element to your training facility?
2: Uh, yes, we do, and it's it's something that I, the one thing that I really enjoyed about uh, the organization with before uh, Subakdo is that they had like an annual competition. We could compete with sparring and with forms. And in leaving that group, that's been the one thing that I've, you know, really wanted to see, uh, you know, brought up again. Because I've always had a competitive spirit where I really enjoyed competing in those and meeting, you know, new people. And uh, so some of the ways that that we like to do that is through sparring. Uh, we're, we're doing like an annual sparring competition for all of our black belt, adult teen, and senior red belt students. So we're trying to do that for students that are more experienced that have kind of worked through the program and are a little bit more prepared and have a better foundation for that. Um, And then we're also, I'm trying to put together a program called a performance team uh, that will kind of take senior students as well who want to learn more advanced things outside of the curriculum and then get to progress up to the demo team and, you know, travel to competitions and perform in the community. Uh, We do have a demo team that performs in the community, and if anyone's out there wanting Uh, us to come. We're, we're happy to do that. Feel free to reach out um, online or, or look us up to give us a call, leave a voicemail. Um, But we're, we're what would that
0: look like? If I wanted to, if I wanted you to come do a demo team demo, what would it, what would it look like?
2: As far as what we perform? Mm -hmm. Well, we generally, it's usually like a 30 minute performance, I would say. Um, In fact, instructor Jesse was, was at one of the recent ones we did. We went to township park at the touch truck event and, uh, it was a great time. We, we basically come out. We, uh, we do like a synchronized punching routine. We say our black belt principles, humility, courtesy, bravery, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, perseverance. Uh, we then do like a little sequence of sparring and some, uh, we call it domino kicks. So it's like I would do one, then instructor Jesse and so on and so forth. And we kind of work it back. Uh, we do a little weapon routine and then we do board breaking Ah, uh, so each person kind of gets the spotlight, and we usually showcase a wide variety of different techniques. and always find board breaking to be the most uh, interesting part because it really gets people on the edge of the seat. and if the board doesn't break the first time, then everyone's invested and wants to see it happen. So um, that's generally like what, what what we try to do is just make it a fun time and get to showcase some of the cool things we do at our our academy. That sounds cool.
0: And I can I can kind of I can kind of picture it. Um, okay. What weapons do you use, Gabby?
1: My favorite um, is the bow Staff, but recently I've been working with knives um, because for my next belt test, um, I am creating my own weapons form, and then uh, my fellow instructors that are testing uh, during the same test as I am, uh, we're also creating like a group form where we use weapons, and basically we just fight each other and uh, try to disarm each other. It's, it's cool. pretty fun. I love weapons too. All
0: right, Gabby. Have you gotten any of your friends to try martial I, arts?
1: I've made attempts so many different times, and all of them are too scared to come in. They're all nervous.
0: What would you say to some young person, maybe she's 10 years old, who's or some mom of some girl, and the girl's like, I don't know, I'm a kind of afraid. What would you tell her to get her to try it?
1: I would tell her that... Um, you know, nobody nobody at martial arts is going to, you know, punch you in the face as soon as you walk in. It's okay to be a little nervous. It shows you care about it. But um, I would tell her that it changed my life for the better, and I think it would change hers, too.
0: How can people find out more about
2: Goshen Martial Arts? Well, um, I think the best place would, to go would be our website. Um, if you search GMA um, at, oh, I'm still getting used to all of the... <laughs> the changes that we've had with with email addresses I think if you just search Goshen Academy of martial arts online you should easily be able to find the website link from there uh, we're still in the process of switching a few things over from Grogan's
0: does it go mm-hmm. still to grogan's martial arts.com? it does still okay because that, that yeah. that's where I was earlier so if you go to grogan's martial arts.com you'll see videos uh, you'll see all kinds of stuff you'll see the schedule the contact information yes. all that kind of stuff yep Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. I really, I really appreciate it. You guys have a great thing going. How many people are training there on a weekly basis right now?
2: We have over just over 200 active students, and I would say you know, the majority of them are there every week. So,
0: A lot of classes. How old is your oldest student? Because you have adults training there too, right?
2: We do. Uh, our oldest student is Mr. Newton, and he's 74. Wow. He actually just this past Saturday... Uh, earned his second GUP, which is the red belt with the white stripe. Means he has one more belt until he goes for his black belt. And that's really neat because he does it with his grandson, Logan. And, uh, you know, they, they get bonding time in class. And he really inspires a lot of other adult and teen students in there. It uh, does a, a fabulous job. That's so. cool.
0: And how old your youngest? Youngest is our Tigers,
2: four years old. Wow. Really cool.
0: All right. Nathan Wilkening, Goshen Martial Arts. Master, Nathan, owner, owner, and prize student, Gabby Jesse, from Sports and Lit. And now, this is your chance to answer a question correctly for extra credit for every kid in the class. Oh, my gosh. Ready?
1: Okay. Yes. Pride,
0: integrity, poise, what are the other things you want out of this kid right now? Ready? Question number one. You get this right, the whole class gets extra credit. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. This is, this is your black belt, Sports and Lit question. Ready? Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who wore... Number 20 for the Detroit Tigers in 1976, and what was his nickname?
1: I'm thinking. Hold on. I'm thinking. The bird. No.
0: What was his name? That's his nickname.
1: Mark Fidrick.
0: She got it right.
1: Way to go, Gabby, Jesse.
0: All right. Instructor Gabby, Master Nathan, you guys are great. Thanks Thanks for for having having us on. Extra credit for the whole class. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: Gabby's awesome.
0: (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya. See ya. A lot of fun talking to Master Nathan Wilkening and Gabby Jesse from Goshen Academy of Martial Arts and Bill Roseberry up next to talk about all kinds of things. Riverbend hoops, Gallatin Awards, Trivia Night, Coach Speak, but before we get to Bill, I want to thank partner Cassens Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned car, check out Cassens' inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or, or online at cassens.com. Cassens has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there and I will not buy a car, truck, minivan, motorcycle, you name it, anything any place else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassens is the clear-cut leader for quality, service and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike or Trent today. Mr. Roseberry, when did you get so professional?
3: Have I gotten better? I think you've gotten a lot better from the guy that didn't even want to talk on the microphone
0: when we started. You know why I talk on the microphone? Because everybody quit. (laughs) If you would have stayed, I wouldn't be doing this. Oh, you're better than I am. I am not. I've I've listened to you, and I've listened to me. I'd rather listen to you. Bill Roseberry, co-founder of the Metro Esports podcast, Once Upon a Time. time
3: Short-time co-founder, yeah. We kind of... We,
0: we kind of got this.
3: screwed pretty quickly there. With you know, COVID really shut us down quick. There wasn't, you know, we we start a podcast and then
0: February of twenty twenty is when
3: we started. E- everything's
0: down literally within, within a four month. weeks. Yeah, four the weeks. world stopped. Yep. Still, it's it's amazing
3: what this has grown into from that. You know,
0: it's gotten better. It It took a
3: while. You You, you found a good niche, and and the way it's set up now is is great.
0: I think. The guests are the show here. The guests are the show. It's yeah. not, we're not specializing in, okay, here's what happened this week, this, this big game. Right, we're not, I like we're not, this better. We're not a comprehensive report on what happened in wrestling or basketball or golf, but we are featuring what we think are the, are the, are the big best and sometimes the stories that go under the radar. So we try to have a nice mix of guests. I agree. And it's always good to have you here. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. How are you? Good,
3: just uh, just busy, you know, uh, with my full time job, and then trying to get this trivia night going to raise money for the Gallatin Awards. That's coming up November fifth, so that keeps me busy. We've added a new person on our um, committee, Steve Medford. That's the name that most people know. You know, former Marquette like, basketball right, coach, right? And uh, you know, Steve's an Edward Jones agent too, so. You know he's a businessman and a basketball mind, and we're always looking for people that have a passion for basketball to come on board with this. You know we're we're kind of we're kind of down a guy a little bit right now. Um, you know uh, Joe Silkwood's running for state representative, so okay. you know November eighth he has a uh, election to try and win, and we're going to be having a trivia night on November fifth. So. He's kind of out from helping us right now. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. I, I told you I wanted Good to talk about to the Joe. Gallatin yeah. Awards last. Right, you, right, right. I know. You, of course, know, ignored my suggestion and got right into it. All <laughs> right. Know. What else is going Sorry. on besides? Tell me about Coach Speak. Um,
3: you know, uh, it's been going great. Uh, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break. We got a few episodes that I had in the can, and then I'm going to take a little bit of a break until maybe into December. But, um, you know, it just uh, dropping – Today, uh, as October 17th, as we're sitting here, was Andy Dreith. Um, Andy is the uh, junior varsity boys basketball coach at Civic Memorial, and he runs the junior Eagles. Andy's also Mike Dreith's father. Are you familiar with Mike Dreith? Maybe. Okay, Mike Dreith actually started WBGZ Radio. Um, he recently passed away, he was mayor of Fairfield. Um, when he, he died, I think, I want to say he was 66, 67 or 68 years old when he passed away, but him and Steve Porter back in the day used to do a lot of stuff together. They did a call in, um, uh, cable access show, uh, sports show. And, um, you know, Mike went on to do a lot of stuff at colleges. He was president of, um, uh, John A. Logan, um, and a couple other colleges too. So he had a great career. So when Andy came in, we talked about his dad and then we talked about Civic Memorial Hoops. That was, and just told some stories, local basketball, local athletes, and different things. So I kind of keep it real, you know, conversationalist. We just kind of come in. I kind of got a, a way I want it to go, but I don't follow a, a script or anything. You know, we just kind of come in and we just talk. You know, and this is I at love that. W. Bgz. Right, yes, we record at WBGZ Studios
0: in Alton. And Medford is your primary sponsor. Yes, still? he is. Okay. All right. Let's get to uh, a little bit of Riverbend Hoops. Let's yeah. let's look at that a little bit because the Gallatin Awards recognize the best of Riverbend Hoops. Right. So right. looking ahead, and I went to the Gallatin Awards last year, mm-hmm. and you're looking at Roxana, Wood River, Bethalto, Alton. Alton Marquette
3: Yep. Those are the schools that we cover. That's yes. it. That's it.
0: Yep. Okay, That's so when you look at those man. schools, what are the stories looking into it? It seems like there is quite a bit of turnover at least at some of those schools.
3: In coaches, let's see, in in you have two new coaches at Marquette, a new coach at Alton, and a new coach at Civic Memorial. And a new coach for at the Walker. boys. Yeah, for the boys. Yes, Mike Arbuthnot is back there. with the girls. So it's it, uh, Marquette, and one of those coaches just moved. Lee Green, who was the Marquette girls basketball coach, is now the Civic Memorial boys basketball. No coach. kidding. And uh, if you remember Sammy Green, I played do. for Coach Waldo as um, freshman and sophomore, and yeah, I right. had his daughter in class also. Yes, yes, Haley. Yeah, right. she was a good uh, softball player right. for Lori, but right. Uh, you know, Sammy uh, played two years boys basketball at Edwardsville, and then ended up going to Marquette when Lee took the girls' job over there. Lee took the girls' job Haley's senior year, is when he got announced as the because uh, he was he knew she was done, and then Sammy transferred over there and played his last two years for Medford. So, uh, but Lee now decided that um, he wanted to go coach the boys, so he left Marquette and went to Civic Memorial. To coach the boys there. Um, they have a seven-footer, um, Sam Buckley. Uh, Civic Memorial had a rough go of it last year. I think they only had six wins. CM has a seven-footer. Yes, yes. His, uh, his uncle was Eric Frankfurt, who was one of the former Gallatin Player of the Year Award winners back in 94 from Civic Memorial. And uh, Eric played at Eastern Illinois. He was actually one of the returning past winners last year. Um, and this is his, his nephew and, um, they have, they have quite a bit back. Um, I know it was a six win team, but they have some talent. I think on the boys end, they should probably be pretty decent. Marquette's still going to have a lot of firepower back too, and they can be pretty decent, but they have a new coach and I'm sorry right now. his, His name escapes me. Um, he came, I know he came from Mount Olive, um, and replaced Coach Medford when Coach Medford stepped down. And then on the girls' side, they're replacing Lee Green was Whitney Sykes, if you're familiar with uh, Whitney Rogers Sykes now. But she had been the Granite City girls' coach, and she played at Granite City and was a star at SIUE. I think she's the all-time leader in three-point shooting at uh, SIUE for the SIUE women. She played for Coach Green when he was an assistant for Wendy Hedberg at SIUE. So,
0: And on the girls' side, Civic Memorial hasn't lost a conference game in two years? Yeah, it's something like
3: that. It's wild. And, and they got a lot back. I mean, they've just built a program. The boys are looking to do the same thing. That's one of the things that, that Andy Dreith and I talked about on this latest episode of Coach Speak was trying to build a program from, you know, the third grade up. They, they were actually sending out, like, letters to the families and everything that this is going to be the philosophy from third grade to senior high school. This is the, the way we're going to be playing basketball. And that's kind of what the CM girls did, what Jonathan Denny started there and what Coach Arbuthnot, Mike Arbuthnot has continued. And that's where you see success. You really do. I mean, we have a lot of that here. I mean, I think you kind of do it with tennis, obviously. John Wagner and what they do with Edwardsville wrestling club, you know, uh little tigers football feeds into what Matt Martin's program does. I mean, the Bethalto bulls would like to
0: be, would like to be included in that conversation
3: right. and deserve to be. And Andy Dreith And I talked about them a little bit too. And what, what Jeremy Christensen's been able to do um, there in Bethalto. He's a character. He is. He's I great. had him on the show. I, I absolutely loved him. I know you beat me to the punch. I haven't had him on, you know, he, you know, one time, just randomly, it came out of nowhere. was when I was writing for the, in, in, uh, not the intelligence, but the advantage. And I can't remember where it came from. One day, I'm just sitting there, and I get a Facebook private message from Jeremy. And he's just like, I just love what you do. I love reading your stuff all the time. You have a great perspective on things. You're, you're a really good writer. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, you know, thank you for what you do for this area. And, I mean, it. It almost choked me up a little bit. Are you, you going to cry? Like no, right now? No, you no, look I'm like not, you're. I'm not going to cry. Not right now. But I wish you would. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was one of those things where it was like, Thoughtful. wow, that just came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't, I don't think I'd done anything special for anybody for CM wrestling right at that time or for one of his daughters. Not, you know, it's not like I'd just written a story on them. It was just out of the blue. It was just kind of really organic and, you know, Sometimes stuff
0: like that, you know, it just kind of hits you. It means I'm gonna, something. I'm going to say, I'm going to shift topics away from your good story. Yeah. It's a good story. I'm going I'm to shift and say, I'm curious, because I think this is the time to ask questions about the winter sports, right? hmm I'm wondering if the success that the Oilers have experienced on the gridiron will spill over onto the hardwood.
3: Boy, I think it's going to be tough, and this is why I'm hopefully I'm hopefully
0: you're right. Hopefully they su- the surprise. I didn't say me. it. Well, I'm asking yeah. because a lot of those same kids invariably are going to play basketball, and when kids start to win, they want to keep winning. And no, and, and Roxana just beat Wood River last I, week. I wish I which was a great you know I great win for that. them. Yeah. Good for both programs. Exactly. But but the shells return talent too. Mm-hmm. Briggs. Coaching his son, his son's yep. back again. Yep. You know they're gonna. They've got some talent too. So I think it's gonna be an exciting year locally for for the hoops kids. And let's go back to the women. Alton had a lot of talent. Last oh, well, Alton, Alton, Alton had, girls had a great amount of talent, and they have it all back. And uh, and they're young, and they're feisty, and they're good, and they've got a good young coach. Yep, and it coach will be. Coach Howard does a good job. It will be. I'm. Another question is, will they take the next step? Because the other thing about those girls. Those girls all had statewide success at the middle school exactly. level. Exactly. I didn't know if you knew that. Yes, I did one state championship. What do you mean? You don't yeah. know if I know that <laughs> I got my finger on the pulse of all things sports in the Metro yeah. East. So, you know, I don't have the answers. I'm asking the questions. That's what this time is for. I believe. Yeah. And I, I think, um, I think the
3: Alton girls will take the next step and I think they're going to be a big surprise. And it's,
0: it's awesome. I don't think it will be a big surprise though because yeah. I think people are looking for them to take that next step.
3: I, don't I hope think, they are I don't but think it's not, we're talking about a historically really subpar program and I mean and they've really really come what they've done. Now I mean, look, I had Larry Smith on Coach Speak a while back. Larry who Smith. will they have to beat for Let, you to for who, what would be their marquee win? Well, I think next year uh, I mean yeah, Edwardsville, but O'Fallon, too, because right, O'Fallon's, one of those brought, O'Fallon's brought everything back. You know, I mean, uh, I think O'Fallon and Alton have got, you know, Edwardsville graduated some Yeah, let's,
0: let's, let's, let's bring the microscope back and talk hoops outside just the little Riverbend area and talk a little bit more broad. Yes. Because I've seen there's some really good talent in, in Waterloo. They've got a seven-footer that can play. Yeah, you've had him on, right? Yes, yes, yeah. You know, and and Edwardsville graduated all those players last year, mm-hmm. all those D one caliber level players, and O'Fallon has everybody back. So let's see what happens, and let's see what happens in that conference too on the girls' side, and on the boys' side, O'Fallon looks good. East St. Louis is going to be awesome They're again this good, year, yeah. right? Who else on the boys? What are the other big questions you've got? Highland. I- Highland Highland Highland's been, gonna have Alta, some,
3: some success back. Moscoda is gonna have or, or uh, should be pretty good in the in the valley too.
0: Ottensmeyer and, and Altadonna at Highland are two of the best players in the area on one team. And, and that's Highland, what Dreath said, yes, on this Highland's recent. gonna be a lot of fun to watch this yep. year too. And I think everybody loves Metro East and basketball. But you know what everybody hates? Do You know what everybody hates? Waiting in line at the DMV, and now you don't have to. Go see the state-certified experts at Rosenthal License Service for all your licensing needs, including title work for cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, campers, RVs, and trailers. Located in Edwardsville, in the Montclair Shopping Plaza, right across from the DMV, Rosenthal is a local family-owned business that has been serving the Metro East for more than 80 years with fast, friendly service. And they can help you if you need a money order or a notary public. So the next time you need to renew your sticker, save time with a quick and easy visit to my friends, John and Francis at Rosenthal License Service, or give them a call at 656-6163. And if you go in there, and if you tell them I sent you, and if you tell me, I will send you a gift, guaranteed, guaranteed. All right. What are the other stories you're looking for this year in the, in the winter, in the hoop season, locally?
3: Well, I was just going to say, we, you brought up Wood River and, and hoping that the gridiron could come back and, and success there on the boys' basketball court. Well, the reason why I said that could be tough is Kevin Gokel just took over that job. I mean, they haven't had a chance to to put any offense You don't think in. he can do it? It's not that I don't think he can do it. It's about if he time. could
0: raise Jane, he can do yeah. anything. <laughs> One of my all-time favorites from Sports and Lit, Jane Gokel. Yeah. Shout out. Anyway, keep going.
3: But, you know, I mean... No, I mean, Kevin's Kevin's had experience. He's been an AD. He's Absolutely. been a basketball coach before. It's just, it's hard when, you know, you're trying to implement stuff and you haven't really had a chance to be with the kids. Like, you know, they didn't get a summer together. Mm. You know, Lee kind of got a late start at, at Civic Memorial, too. Upcoming episode of Coach Speak, I'll tease, is I do have Lee Green on, and we're talking about the CM Boys basketball. So um, that's a couple weeks out, but. Uh, Lee talks a lot about, you know, the fact that he hopes everything comes together and he thinks it will. But he did get a late start; they didn't get as much time to implement things as that. He didn't get hired until June, I think. Is he teaching at Bethalto? No, no. Lee's uh, Lee is not a teacher. He didn't teach at Marquette either. So, okay.
0: All right. What are the Gallatin Awards? We've been talking about the Gallatin Awards, and I know what they are, and you know what they are, but perhaps some of our listeners are unaware. Well, let's start. We'll
3: talk a little bit about Harry Gallatin to tell that too. So, so uh, the Gallatin Awards are. They took over for the Alton Exchange Club, which is now defunct fraternity in Alton that was just kind of a group of, of businessmen that went out and did things for the community, and they started this award um, back in the 40s. This this event's actually older than the NBA. It started in 1946, but. We decided when, when the, they stepped down in 2017, we, uh, Steve Porter and I went to John
0: Simmons. Excuse, uh, excuse me. So the Gallatin Awards have always gone to the best basketball player, and then eventually they started giving it to the best boy and, and the best girl. girl. Yep. Eventually. I, I want to say it was about 92
3: that they So just th-
0: the those are the only sports. awards, no coach of the year, no team of the year, just nope. player of the year. Player of the Year, there's a
3: free throw award, there's a 110% award, and then there's a team sportsmanship award. Okay. And then when we came in, we've added a meritus award that we give to someone in the community. Um, like last year, we gave it to Kathy Snipes from Alton, the all-time leading scorer we there for girls' it. basketball. Yeah. And Kathy Kathy didn't get a chance to win an award back in the 80s because they didn't have the girls' award. And she's arguably the greatest female basketball player ever to come out of the riverbend, hmm. she deserved that. So we wanted to make sure we, we honored her. And we, we try and think of things like that too. But the Gallatin Awards, it was John Simmons, Steve Porter, and I went to him. And uh, John helped us save this event that was going to go away. And, and what year was that? 2017. Okay. Maybe, um, after the 2017 And awards. you are modest, but you've really been the driving force behind keeping this thing afloat. I I am president of the committee, um, which I always say, you know, when you got Frank Akers, a former Road River mayor, and Joe Silkwood, a former East Alton mayor, when they ask who's going to be president, both mayors point to me. I mean, my dad was like, that's a big honor, Bill. I go, no, they pointed to me because they've had to run point on these things before, and they know. Let's point at the young guy that doesn't know what he's doing. And who else else is on
0: the committee, Steve Porter? (laughs) Steve Porter. uh, Who tells a lot of
3: stories, and some of them are true. Right. And then uh, Tim Lawrence from Bethalto. Why isn't Porter here tonight? Um, he's a new grandpa. I guess we can break that. You know, he's an old grandpa. No, as of yesterday, he's a first-time grandpa. Oh, really?
0: He's a recent grandpa,
3: he, but he's still of, an old yeah, grandpa. Yeah. As of yesterday, he has a grandpa. Well,
0: congratulations daughter. to Steve Porter. He
3: sent out a text to all of us last night and on the committee. And so, yeah, Yep. Yeah. Steve Porter is now a, a grandpa.
0: And who else? Steve? And then...
3: Um, Joe Silkwood, Steve Porter, Tim LaRance from Bethalto, Joe Silkwood, and then newest member of the committee is Steve Medford. So we're getting a little, Steve's a few years younger than me. So, you know, we need to get some young blood on there. So,
0: sounds cool. Okay. And to raise money for the Gallatin Awards, which are presented at the conclusion of the basketball season, and there was a very nice ceremony last year that I attended at the Ramada?
3: No, it's the uh, Best Western Premier Hotel. Pretty sure it was own. Ramada at one point, wasn't it? No, Best that button? was no. the old Holiday Inn. The Ramada was on Homer Adams Parkway. All right, I'll take your word yeah. for it.
0: So right there in Alton, very where, nice. Where WBGZ used to be inside that Ramada. How about that? Back in the day. How about that? Yeah. And uh, so you've got your big award ceremony, and to raise cash for this, for this ceremony, you give the kids basketballs and all kinds of cool stuff. You have this trivia night, and I went to the trivia night last year too with my man Armand, the genius, and we got with only four of us. I think we got second by one. Right? Yeah,
3: it was a great. Before. And you won the uh, the dead or alive, and I won the dead or alive. Beat beats uh, Coach Arbuthnot. You and we, we were and finalists. Finalists, yeah, back to back.
0: That was pretty fun. I don't think yeah. I've ever won that. I've never won anything like that before. I got totally lucky. And I gave that money back to you too, by the way. You gave that money not not back to me. You did something even cooler.
3: You what I do? It, you gave it to the high school girls that were high school kids that were working as runners. Bethalto Civic Memorial High School. There was a couple of Marquette kids there too. Hannah Meister. I don't Hannah remember. Meiser, not I don't Meister. meister. Yeah, Sorry, I Hannah. don't know if Hannah was was there last year or not. I can't remember. I, know I think Olivia, she said she was there. I can't remember. There were so many, there was a lot of the Civic Memorial girls there. You know,
0: giving so, money back to the kids is what I do, Bill.
3: <laughs> I will say. Bringing that up, though, as far as the runners going, we'll have some again this year. I'm not sure who yet for sure, but we've had three of these trivia nights, and this is a thing that I am I really was um, passionate about was getting the kids to come and volunteer because this event's for them. They, they learn about the history a little bit. They come out. They do the running work as runners at the trivia night. And in the three years we've had this, A future player of the year has ended up being one of the runners. Donovan Clay, who's now playing at Missouri State when he was in Alton. Awesome. He came and he was a runner. Anna Hall was a uh, runner when her senior year for Civic Memorial, and then she won the award. And then Owen Williams from Marquette last year showed up and was a runner, and then he ended up winning it in the spring.
0: If you play in the trivia night and you come to my table and you mention this podcast, I will give you a prize. Guaranteed. Okay, what are the details on this? Because I'll be there again. I had a great time playing with Armand the Genius <laughs> and my wife and Jake Strilo, my college doubles partner. So just four of us. We took on tables of eight, and Armand the Genius carried us. But anyway, okay, so what are the details on this? So it is going to be November
3: 5th okay. at the Locks Brick Hall, Mm. In Bethalto, right next
0: to the lovely Locks Brick House. And afterwards uh, Brick we, House we Grill. and afterwards we yeah. went to the Brick House Grill and had a fantastic time. It is a fantastic place. Uh kudos to, yeah. to the Locks brothers. Oh yeah. It's all it's Ross and Dawn. Um, you know, Ross uh that's
3: Ross's uh facility. I know Todd, Todd and Ty Sorry, are a that's lot what too. But yeah, yeah. Ross and, and his wife Dawn own the Locks Brick House, and they fantastic do a fantastic place. job. And then they the brick hall is is really nice, too. And they're, they're nice enough to donate the hall that night for us, and we appreciate it, and we try and give them as much publicity as we can, too. Because, you know, Ross is a big basketball guy, uh, former coach at Civic Memorial, um, and not a winner of the award, though. He lost to Travis Williams... Um, who played at East Alton Wood River and ended up playing football for University of Illinois. So how anyway, can people how can the, people uh, so sign up for this? The trivia night will be, doors will open at 6, the Locksburg Hall trivia will be from 7 to 10. Um, you can go online, go to the um, Gallatin uh, Players of the Year Banquet Facebook group page, and there is a... Um, Invite there that you can go on, click on the event for the Trivia Night, and you can RSVP there. You can also reach out to me by cell phone at 618-977-5668. Again, that's 618-977-5668. It's $160 for tables of eight players. That seems cheap. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: 20, People ought to donate a more person. than that. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Then,
3: I had a great time. And then, um, you know, we are limited – to space um, anybody that wants to sponsor too. If mm. you want to be around sponsor, contact me also. And it's a hundred dollars to be around sponsor. And then what we'll do with that is in the spring when we do the big um, uh, program for the banquet, we will put your uh, your business logo in there as as. For
0: being a sponsor too. So we try and I think the Metro Esports podcast, the way we promoted and stood by these things, we should probably get a little pub in there somehow too. But anyway. All right. Mr. Roseberry, it's always a pleasure to see you. Um, I can't wait. For the trivia night. I can't wait to see everybody at the Trivia Night. Metro Esports podcasters. Let's get behind this thing and show up for this.
3: Yep. Lots of local coaches will be there too, like always. And then you'll get to see some local basketball players from the riverbend, like I said, working as runners there and yeah. helping out. So. a lot of fun.
0: Bill Roseberry, thanks so much for coming by. Don't be a stranger. I know we'll see you again soon. And if and I'll I'll see you November uh November 5th, if not sooner.
3: Yep, November 5th, 6 p.m. Phone be number there. one
0: more time. It's six one eight. Nine seven seven five six six eight. 5668. Guest number three, Chris Janik of Tanks Training Facility, coming up next. But first, I want to talk about another Granite City guy, Jeb Blassingame. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blassingame, the chance to serve you. They've got offices in Waterloo, O'Fallon, and Edwardsville with more than 130 agents. The Blassing Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 5,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they're ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blassing Game a call at 618 618- Five seven eight nine two seven six, 9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. Welcome to the show. Founder, owner of Tank's training facility in Granite City, former top-ranked super heavyweight, a former two-time All-State wrestler and third-team All-American football player, a University of Wisconsin football player who won four letters and played in four Bowl games, including two Rose Bowl victories, a former eight-year Arena League professional football player, and a survivor of four open heart surgeries and a heart transplant. In 2010, you totaled 2660 to win the best lifter at the GPC Worlds. And in 2014, you won first place and best lifter overall at the XPC Finals with a 27-25 total. Welcome to the show, Thanks. Chris Tank Janik.
4: Thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it.
0: I think that's the longest intro I've ever I've ever read, man. But I kept yeah. reading all this cool stuff about you, yeah. and I had to include everything. It's
4: been a wild trip, to say the least.
0: So. You've done a lot. Yeah, sure have. But at the core of all this is like strength lifting, power lifting. Yeah, is yeah. that how you describe yourself? Yeah, I started off
4: as a kind of a chubby kid playing soccer. In Granite City back in the day, we didn't have football. And that's so, a tough sport to oh play as God. a chubby kid. Yeah, and I had little umbros, big old quads running around, flapping around. Hated every minute of it, <laughs> but it helped me a lot. Old Elks, if you remember the Elks. I played for the Elks. Yeah, yeah. A Saturday mornings freezing. Like I said, short shorts. He used to cry, he used to get made fun of. But then I went to Coolidge. Uh, Coach Yates got me into football, got me into What's wrestling. his first name? Terry? Uh, Ron. Well, I knew him both, but Ron and Terry both uh, kind of helped me get into the sports, the football and the wrestling. Started lifting, playing, and uh, strength sports I was always interested in, watching it on TV, and I used to go to the YMCA downtown. Yeah. Didn't know what I was doing. Lifted as heavy as I could, and uh, no guidance. Eventually went to an old hard body gym in Pontoon, met Randy Presswood and those guys. They really got me into lifting, and that carried over well to football and wrestling big time.
0: So by the time you were in high school, you were a gym rat, just a lifting, oh, I loved, I loved lifting machine. Gym. Yeah, we. I
4: started in guidance, and I think I was a sophomore, squatted 500, bench 315, and then everything just kept going up, up, up. And I saw the correlation from lifting weights into football and wrestling, and I really loved it. And uh, that kind of carried over. I was fortunate enough, you know, we're both from Granite, really good at wrestling back then, not good at football. Somehow I managed to get some eyes on me. We were in a good conference back then. Um, got a scholarship to Wisconsin. I had actually an opportunity to wrestle in college, too, for U of I, but I don't know if you know Mike Garland. He was one of the toughest coaches I've ever had. But put hair on my chest, taught me mental toughness and how to be a tough person. And uh, I had an opportunity How to did he
0: do that? <laughs> By putting you through brutal Culture,
4: workouts? he just told it like it was. He didn't foo-foo around stuff. He was a tough, tough coach. Uh, do you
0: think his coaching style would work today?
4: I don't I don't I think too many kids would quit I don't think the uh community and the parents would uh would buy into it I think they'd say oh no problem quit I don't think it'd work today but back in the day it did I tried to quit five times a year probably and my father would not let me and I'm thankful he didn't let me uh it really helped me I remember going to Wisconsin and their hardest practice was tough But I remember like this isn't that bad it's not Mm -hmm. like wrestling practice was but that uh we had really tough-as-nails wrestling. We were ranked, I think, uh, ninth in the country, USA Today. The top eight were all private schools. And I had an opportunity to wrestle in college. U of I came to state and watched me and said, if I don't do it at Wisconsin, back out and come here. I was like, no way, no way. It's too tough. So I went to football. That was my passion. I wanted to play in front of people. Uh, wrestling is just terrible tough. I didn't even have to cut weight. I can't imagine, like, the guys have to cut weight, but. Um, I'm very fortunate. I actually committed to uh, Mizzou. I had some friends. Craig Heimberger played at Bevel East. A couple other guys. I went down on a trip. I orally committed to Larry Smith. Uh, I don't know if you remember that name. I do. Uh, Brock Olivo. Yep. And Corby Jones took me out. Old school Mizzou guys. Stars, studs. And uh, Kevin Cosgrove came down to one of the wrestling practices. I think I was probably on their B list. Their A guy I probably backed out. I said, hey, come check out with Madison, Wisconsin. I'm like, What? cows. Why would I want to go there? And a lot of people don't understand. Madison, Wisconsin is one of the best cities in the country. I went up there and I was awed. My dad was awed. And I was like, I'm going. Boom. Met Barry Alvarez and thankfully I did because it was a great, like you said, uh, freshman year went to the uh Bowl in Tucson. I don't know what it's called now. Sophomore year, played Georgia Bulldogs in uh, Tampa Bay. And then the last two were the uh, Rose Bowls.
0: Were you immediately, immediately a starter?
4: I wasn't a starter. I played right away. But then I started all my sophomore year uh, almost all my junior year, I rolled my ankle really bad. Didn't wrap that up, and then we had a gentleman named Wendell Bryant. He was from Rittner. He was just a stud, and I never got my starting position back. But I played a lot in my senior year. Um, Trial with the Cleveland Browns,
0: and this was mostly defensive tackle. Yeah,
4: all I played was nose guard. I when they had a long like third and down, they're like, hey, "Get out of here!" I was basically the guy that went against two men that were you know 600 pounds of total dudes coming at you. And I just ate them up. Our run line, blocker, run yeah, stopper. That's it. And our linebackers had literally every year hundreds of tackles. And I just was sitting there like, duh, what I, you know, no glory. But that was my job. No was, stats. No stats. No glory. Nothing, nothing.
0: And what did you weigh at the time when you were a Badger?
4: So I walked in at about 315. And uh, as the years went on, we lost. They wanted us to lose me and Kalaji. Ross is actually the D line coach there right now. I was just up there visiting them when they played U of I. Yeah, tough was, loss, huh? Oh, it was terrible. But they not to get off subject. Sunday morning I went to the stadium, say bye to a couple guys. The athletic director, which is Chris McIntosh, he was there Sunday. If the athletic directors are in a Sunday morning that early, it's bad news. They fired the coach that day. They owed him sixteen mil. I think they said they settled at like eleven. But uh I'd love to get eleven million dollars not <laughs> to, to get fired just to get fired? Give me eleven million right now. I'll never work again. But no, it uh it's it's a great area up there, and they'll they'll be okay. They put Jim Leonard, the D coordinator, there. Give him some time; they'll be back.
0: But uh, did you love your time in Wisconsin? I loved
4: it. I, I would move up there today if if a job arose. I'd be up there today, no question. Now, my wife, as you know, Von Zetta, she would like to go more south. She's a big fan of Arizona State, which is a great city. But it's just Jimmy
0: uh, Doherty of Edwardsville High School is quarterbacks coach there
4: at Arizona State or uh, Arizona? Excuse me, Arizona. U of a. Okay, that's where we played my senior year. That was in Tucson. Right. Yeah, I, I love it down there, but it's a dry heat.
0: They say it's still. But it's not Wisconsin. It's not Wisconsin. What did you love about the experience oh. of being a Badger? Was it the culture of the football? The
4: culture. Was it- coach Alvarez set the culture up. The area, the city, your superstars. It is crazy. The town is amazing. There's. There's bars, there's restaurants there's certain areas you go to It's amazing it's just the whole the lakes right there down there's a ste do you know Madison well State? no street? never been there I don't know what to convert State street to around here maybe uh the loop you know down okay. so yeah. that time's ten it's you can walk down there it's safe it's amazing it's just it's a great i don't know I can't explain it. and you oh. loved the
0: football experience too that was positive, oh, very yeah. positive for you
4: yeah you didn't realize it like going to uh this I actually have it on my phone. It might pop up the picture. We got to go after my senior year to Hugh Hefner's. I don't know if a lot of young guys know it. Hugh Hefner's. After the game, I got a picture with the guy. Amazing. That was like a life dream. Um, I don't know if you know In and Out Burger. Yeah. After every practice at we practiced at USC, they had it waiting for us. It's fat Boy City. It was amazing. Just everything. I mean, you got to travel. My freshman year, coming again from Granite City, we were zero and nine. In my senior year, coming my freshman year, we went to Hawaii. And, and Thanksgiving, amazing. Went to UNLV, never been to Vegas, went played at Michigan. I played my freshman year again, coming from Grand City, played it at Ohio State. I'm walking up to the line playing Ohio State's bananas. Orlando Pace is walking toward me. I'm like, Holy cow <laughs> You know, the pancake match. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of the younger one of the most, greatest dude, offensive linemen of all time. Dude, so
0: you went up against Orlando Pace. I was
4: luckily no, I wasn't interior. He was two over, but just seeing that guy come up. Oh, my God. It was just crazy. Uh, the linebacker that year was Katzemeyer maybe. Uh-huh. i seen him play, and they beat us that year. But we beat him my senior year. The one team I still hate is Michigan. I
0: never beat Michigan. That's the, one of my downfalls. Okay. How did Granite City prepare you for all that? Or did it? Or did you prepare yourself? Oh. Is it Coach Garland t- getting you ready for those tough workouts? So,
4: so to be, f- be honest, frustrated on football, I didn't learn much at football there. You know, and it's frustrating. I would like to see that culture change. I think it's still like that today. I think Coach
0: Lyons would like to
4: like to change that I hope culture. So I we need it. I mean, we need it to change. I would because Granite
0: I, City has produced its share of great football players. Yeah, we have. We I have. mean, obviously Kevin Green, Kevin Green's a Darren star. Darren DePew was a great football player. We there have been plenty. The yeah. Hogans, there have been yeah. lots of great football players there. there. Yeah. So, but you went from. Granite City High School to the Big Ten. I know. I know. I don't, I don't
4: know. I, I, I can't put a finger on what needs to change. I don't know. I hope the, the Coach Lyons figures out, but I can't put it out. But I would say what helped me a lot was if I didn't wrestle, I don't think I would have got a scholarship because they really like those sports. I think that, that – I mean, if you look at it, there's a lot of wrestlers that correlate into football, and they really like that toughness in you.
0: I just watched uh, on – Sunday night football last night, they were talking about some center and what a great, because he was a state champion wrestler. I mean, the the, the two sports correlate yeah. perfectly. So yeah. I think, and I think every football coach I know wants his athletes yeah. to wrestle also. Was so. it Kansas City? Uh, yeah. Or
4: Allegretti, Allegretti. yeah. Allegretti. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. So my, my good friend Joey Bose was there for years at U of I, and we met Allegretti. I met him a bunch. Um, he actually now, Joey's now in Cincinnati. We're going out to visit him. He's the strength coach for the Bengals. But, uh, yeah, I think that correlation is great, and I think they really like that at Wisconsin for that position, that nose guard. So I was fortunate enough to have the wrestling background to help me out. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about Oak Brook Golf Club, and then I want to talk about the Browns tryout and the Arena League and all that kind of stuff. So located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as Friendliest Staff, Best Course to Host a Fundraiser, and Best Senior Scramble in the Bi-State area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I will attest Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. I just realized your brother was head football coach there for a while, yeah, too. Yeah, he
4: was. He uh, he had a couple years. Uh,
0: so the Granite City football program runs deep in your blood. It Janic does. Family. It
4: does, yeah. he, You know... I don't think he was given, uh, schedule-wise, the best opportunity to win. I think they really, uh, whoever set up the schedule, did a very poor job. I
0: think he inherited the schedule that he inherited. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, I I just, I I wish he would have stuck it out a little longer, but again, it just. And he's still coaching track, right? He still coaches track, yeah. I think if he would have gave football a little more time, he might have done better.
0: But everyone's got their own kind of way where they're going. That they want to do. Yeah. Okay. So your career ends at Wisconsin, and you're thinking, I want to make a living at this. This is my life. Playing yeah. football is my passion.
4: Yep. So I did the, the pro day and everything. I had good numbers. Uh, you know, I'm not real tall, so I'm about 6'1", six, 6'1". One, six, one tops. Um, so I didn't have any draft. I didn't get drafted. I had a free agent trial with the Browns for a couple days, went out there. Their nose guard was Russell Maryland, so Russell was like 6'6". Six, six. He was a giant. They had a different stature they are looking for. I had a little bit of interest up at Green Bay, but theirs was Gilbert Brown. Now height-wise a little different, but Gilbert was like 380. Do you remember Gilbert yes. Brown? They had a Gilbert Brown burger up in Wisconsin for I was like I'm not joking, four patties, four cheeses. <laughs> four, it was it was insane. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was kind of bummed. So I had a few months, I didn't know what I was doing. I interned for the strength condition coach, I learned a lot from him. I did uh at Wisconsin? At Wisconsin, Coach Dutman. He we we talked, and that's my profession now. I've I've copped and kept in contact and met so many in this industry that's my passion the lifting and part and uh I we went to Cleveland didn't work out so a couple of months later I got a uh, call from a guy named Bob Lanzi he was an alum he did arena football and I'm like what is arena football I have no idea so it was basically indoor football you went both ways Ironman and you made a good living the uh the max you can make was 165 but there was uh there was people getting a little more than so it was a good living. I did that from 2001 to 2009. Uh, I signed a two-year deal at Salt Lake City. I, I, let me go back. I played in Milwaukee. That was my first team. I signed a four-year. Then I got traded to New Jersey. New Jersey, after that, I got traded to Indianapolis. Indianapolis, after that, I went to Denver. Denver, after that, I went to Columbus Destroyers. Columbus Destroyers, I had some great coaches. In Denver, it was Elway, uh, Chris Spielman twice, and uh, Columbus Destroyers. I Former
0: Detroit GM.
4: Phenomenal! I love the dude, but I'm talking like cuckoo. Like he had some speeches where I was like nervous. I wasn't hyped. I was like, "This dude's gonna kill someone." He punched a hole in the wall once. He was so mad at like film. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But he was awesome. We li- he wasn't even supposed to lift, but he'd still lift with us. He had just like metal shoulders and all that from surgeries. Anyway, signed a two year after my two years at Salt Lake, sitting at home watching the TV. On the bottom line, ESPN, it says Arena Football League is folding. Something like that. I'm like, it's literally a couple weeks before Christmas. I'm like, what the heck? But I luckily, I got a good signing bonus. Kept the money. Was really bummed out for a few weeks. Once I figured it out, got myself straight. I really had that passion for the strength conditioning. I had an opportunity to open up my facility. Smaller, it was only 5,000 square feet. But I built my teams, my clients. I never really advertised, just word of mouth. Opened up my new facility about six uh, six years ago. It's huge. It's 20,000 square feet. The top is leased by an awesome academy called Lions Den Wrestling Academy. The Bottom's mine, and uh, it just keeps growing every year. It's really fun. It's what
0: I love. Do you know when I first heard of Tank's facility was when Connor Hinterser. Yeah, I know Connor. Sure. And, uh, oh, God, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the kid's name made a film for my class. Yeah. Do you remember that of film? Of course.
4: They did it upstairs. It was hilarious. That was,
0: was one of the funniest yeah. films I have ever. Very creative. Oh my God. That, that was for my class. They were cops or something. That right? was they started off with the Beastie Boys. Yeah. And then it was Of course. Oh my God. Yeah. That that film was just Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. I that, remember that was all, the other... all hockey yeah. players. Oh yeah. yeah. Kyle Meehan. Yeah. Of course. And Tyler Berry was the other one. Yeah. So that was that was when I first heard of Tanks facility. So yeah. the arena league ends and you be in and, and the first facility you opened was also in Granite City. Yeah, it was on um, it was on Delmar. It's the old there was a baseball.
4: Uh, Rick Daly and Kevin, Kevin Sykes. Yep. ran it. I forgot the name of it, Junior Warriors or something like that. And uh, I just kind of ran out of space, needed it bigger, and I moved over um, to where gosh, you are now. I can't forget the gentleman. Yeah, I bought it from uh, Callis Lance Callis before he passed. Sold it to him. It's huge, but it's doing great.
0: And where are you now in Granite
4: specifically? On 1908 State Street. That's what I thought. Right behind Jerry's Cafeteria. Awesome. People love that smell after their workouts, smelling great chicken and everything else. Okay.
0: So let's talk about Tanks. Yeah. What does Tanks do? Because I checked out your website. Yeah. And if you get on tankstraining.com, you can see you've got a great website. Yeah. And so what's going on at Tanks?
4: So uh, we're the premier strength conditioning uh, facility in the Metro East. So we do everything. Um
0: Mainly, mainly built for
4: athletes, but we do powerlifting, we do fitness, we'll do like your weekend warriors if just a person wants to come and get in shape, we do all that. Um, it's a template based off, it's the basic linear progression, but we also run a conjugate method as well. Um, you'd have to almost check us out on like Instagram or Facebook to see some of the stuff we do.
0: What does that mean, Russian conjugate uh, method on so your website?
4: The conjugate method is more based in waves. So linear progression is something like week one, you do 12 reps with a lighter weight. Week two, you do 10 reps with a heavier. As the reps go down, the weights go up. It's, your, it's what everyone in the country basically does. It's your collegiate, your uh, professional. The conjugate method was really formed back by the Dynamo Club back in the Eastern Blocks. Um, I don't know if you know who Louis Simmons is. Louis passed away. He's a powerlifting coach, a legend, kind of the godfather. He kind of popularized it in the U.S. Um, it's not really, I, you know, it's great for powerlifting, but used for athletes as well. It's waved. It's just like three weeks of intense training, then you kind of deload three weeks. It's more of a wave they call it than a linear progression, which is down and up.
0: And you're not just training women and men to be powerlifters because you tonight we're training a baseball academy.
4: Yeah, no, um, my passion is more athletes, so you know whether it's baseball, wrestling, football, basketball, whatever. I like training athletes in groups, but I do do one-on-ones as well. But we, we do. We get a good rap and a bad rap because we have such a strong powerlifting group, but people get it twisted. They, we, we don't just come in and just lift heavy all the time, unless you're powerlifting. We, I actually had a kid that just turned 15, deadlifted 501, uh, set a national record at a powerlifting meet. So we have some strong dudes and girls, but – um, we do more for the athlete, I'd say.
0: And I'm looking at the things that you feature. You've got a sprint facility, free motion equipment, kettlebells, squat racks, uh, bench presses, um, monoliths, power lifting equipment, all, everything. Uh,
4: if you, It's 10,000 square feet of terribleness if you came and looked at it. I mean, we have everything you could imagine. You have do to you, almost go on our uh, IG or our Facebook. You'll see videos and some will make you sick just looking at them. They're pretty
0: tough. Do people come in and, and take themselves through their own workout or is it all instructional based?
4: So I'm the only owner, president, CEO, everything. I have no employees. So I do all the groups. You have no employees. None. I do everything I have for 13 years. I'm really weird about letting anyone do anything for me. I do have some fill-ins. So I did have a phenomenal female named Bailey Tracy. She's a soccer coach, a triad, did a lot of work for me. Um, she had moved. She had some children and her family, so they're up there. It's hard for her to get her down here. A um, couple fill-ins, uh, Coach Hennister, you know, Chris Hennister, he comes and fills in a little bit for me. Uh, Adam Dunham and I wrestle with, but it's basically me. It's a one-man show. Now, if you do want to just work out at the facility, we do offer gym memberships, but the hours are weird. It's not like a Planet Fitness. We don't do like a 24-hour key club or nothing like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right, I want to talk about Andy Callaway, Callaway Home Loans, and then I want to talk about your health journey, which I think is, is noteworthy. Sure. Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he, and he can do the same for you. Rates are low, but they're all over the place, and you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans, and ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $100 to the Metro East High School or junior high team of your choice. He'll give $100 to Granite City Football. He'll give $100 to Civic Memorial Basketball. It's your choice. Call Andy today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. Your health journey has not been easy.
4: It's been—it's pretty crazy, man. Wild ride. I—I I got into powerlifting, pretty heavy after my arena football. Doing great, felt fantastic, so good. Uh, you know, a few years after that, maybe five or six years after football ended, I was sitting in my living room, hanging out with my wife. It was the summer; she was off. She was at Eversville. Kind of felt weird. Didn't know. I just kind of like—I uh, don't know—like a deja vu-ish anxiety, maybe. I don't even know. Stood up. Kind of went to the kitchen, woke up. My wife said about 30 seconds later, I fainted. And I've been through high-end football, powerlifting, wrestling. I've never fainted. I've had concussions, but I don't ever, I've never fainted. So I literally fell. I woke up. She was screaming. I'm like, why are you screaming? She goes, you just fainted. It took me a while to even realize I fainted. So I went to the hospital, and I realized, let's get checked out. I had aortic valve regurgitation. It was a hereditary thing. So if you look at the valve, it looks like a Mercedes-Benz emblem. Emblem and blood goes down and they close, they open, they close. Mine, if you looked on a camera on the the video, it was like a squiggly line, it wasn't right. So it was dripping a little blood slowly and that kind of made me faint. So at the time, unfortunately, now you go through the groin, simple. They don't have to cut you open. At the time, they had to cut me open. I was like, okay, just seal me back up. I want to bench heavy again. And they're like, you're nuts. I was like, yeah, fix me up. So they literally, like, bolted it three times, a couple pipes, twisted around. They seal it good. But, like, a couple months months after that, open heart surgery, number one, I had to go in emergency surgery and get another one. And A
0: couple months after that, I had to get another one. And it wasn't because you were lifting. They weren't mad at you.
4: No, it had nothing to do with lifting. It was just hereditary stuff. And then uh, by the third one, after it, they just said, hey, it's kind of too far, too little, too late. you got to get a transplant. And at that time, I was like, do it. I'm tired of feeling like crap. Fix me. And I, it's been a year I feel fantastic
0: right now. You got the transplant about a year ago. About a year ago, yeah. Were you ever scared? You know, not... I
4: don't know. I can't say no, but I had a, I have a great support system. My my wife is phenomenal. She was there every day. My kids were my kind of strength. My family, my parents, everyone was great. So I wasn't really ever scared. I, I was really honestly when I heard they found a heart I was I started crying I was like great let's get it going and once they put that mask I mean I just had that feel of relief like I'm gonna wake up and feel better I woke up you know I, I went I was only about 240 pounds then I woke up uh, I was on bed rest for five weeks plus the other soul I was in the hospital for 11 total weeks I woke up after the transplant and I was I looked like a skeleton I was down to 197. I didn't weigh that since I was uh, I don't know eighth grade. Something like that. So that was scary to me, but uh, I knew getting up, moving. I got back pretty quick. Got up to like two
0: eighty. So and now you feel great. I feel great. Yeah. Do you know whose heart you got? You know, do you know I, anything so I about know that? Small,
4: small details. The gentleman was from Georgia. Um, I, I get to write a letter to him now at the one year mark. He's from Georgia. They said he was as big or bigger than me, considerably younger, and they said it was accidental death. So they can't tell you too much, but I just assume maybe a car wreck or something. Yeah. But uh no everything was great so life's good right now.
0: What's the future
4: for tanks training facility? Uh, you know, I, you know I don't know. I want to continue to grow it. Uh, my heart no pun intended. I really feel like I belong at a university or professionally and there's some opportunity there. What I'm doing now I love. I love my clients, I love my teams, but it's just a different monster when you're coaching high-end athletes, and they're trying to make millions, it's, it's, I, I've go in there, I go into the schools, the universities, the professional, and I see that, I kind of mirror my friends that are coaches at that level, and that's what I want
0: to do. You want to get to the university? I
4: would, I would like to, but everyone has a different path. Right now, my kids, you know, my son's a freshman at Erisville, my daughter, and, uh, she's eight, going to be nine, my son's three, going to be four, so, you know, it, it'd have to be within the next few years, or we're going to, you know, we're, we're embedded in the community, so... If it doesn't happen in the next few years, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'd like to grow that a little bit. Um, I'd like to be at a bigger place um, or take a job at university or professionally.
0: For you to grow, you're going to have to hire people, and you're going to have to get comfortable with that, know, and that's going to be the it's, toughest thing.
4: So I have a great internship, but everyone that interns for me goes to another great job, which I don't blame them, but um, I will have to get do a hiring for sure.
0: What's the hardest part about owning Tank's training facility? <laughs> The hardest
4: part is picking people's stuff up. I want to literally strangle people. They, I come in every day and they leave barbells and plates and everything else. It's bananas. That's the only thing for me that's hard. Everything else, I love coming
0: into work. The paperwork, all that stuff. I, don't,
4: I really don't have much. I'm old school. I don't do much. No, I do paperwork. I write my bill still on paper, with, put a stamp on it, mail it. But no, I, everything's cool. The hardest thing for me at work is not strangling people for putting their stuff up
0: think you need to uh, let some give some kid a free membership for being the pickup kid there for I've, I've done I'm sure that. you've tried that
4: I've done stuff like that and I could tell you some
0: stories off it gets driv- yeah, drives you nuts uh, there's a couple craziness with that so any more competitive lifting in your future
4: so the doctor the head guy dr Ewald he said he doesn't see anything wrong with me going back to how I was before so my wife doesn't want to hear that but I definitely like to compete again. I and I don't know if I would be at my lifts. I was, but I'd like to compete again. I think it's in my blood. I want to compete.
0: And you are more about the training and the strength conditioning and the strength training. You wouldn't want to coach football. You wouldn't want to get involved with the X's and the O's on the defensive side of the ball. I I would want to get involved
4: on the other side. So I have to, I did help my brother when he was there, and I have talked to Martin a little bit at Edwardsville. I would hundred percent be interested in the strength and conditioning side, but not on the field. I don't feel like my heart would be there in my passion. Um, even though I played at the level, I'm more qualified in the strength and conditioning part. And I think that's a big thing in our area. If you're a coach, a sports coach, stay on that side. If you're on the strength and conditioning, stay on that side. You'll never find me in the bleachers ever. I've been to a bunch of games with my sons. I'm probably the only parent there that's not yelling to telling their kid what to do and what to do.
0: Say it again. So what do you do when your kids play? You're I a former sit, Big Ten player.
4: I sit and mind my own business and let the coaches coach. That's what they're there for. I don't sit there. I literally was there the other day, and I'm hearing dads scream and literally pull their kids to the side and tell their kid to do this and that, which if I was a coach, I would be livid, and I'm sure they are. Don't coach your kids from the bleachers. Let them play. Let the coaches do their job. If you're on the strength and conditioning side, that's my job. Don't come in there and tell me how to do it. Same
0: vice versa. I'm never gonna tell a coach what to do. Is ever. it different now? Is that is that vibe different now than it was when you were a kid? Do you remember parents coming and talking to their kid during the game when you played uh, when you were a kid?
4: I remember we had a couple of our parents' moms that were very intense, would scream, Go, go. They would never coach their son from there. And it's it's insane. But I I blame a lot of that on YouTube. Like I could watch a video how to do some drywall, okay? I'm not a professional, though. It's going to look like crap. You get these parents watching YouTube videos on how to bench press or whatever. I'm never going to watch YouTube. Hey, let's go see how to kick a soccer ball. Well, I go coach like, no,
0: don't do that. Stay in your lane. You know what I mean? What's the most common mistake people make when they go off and they try to build strength on their own? They get the membership to X gym and they think, I'm going to get stronger I want to make that baseball team, that basketball team, that football team. What's the biggest mistake they make?
4: Well, I'd say not having the proper guidance. Again, watching the IG, the lifters on there, not having the proper coaching or the proper technique. You have to get the mechanics and technique down before you gradually increase that. You can't just jump into it. There is waves and models. Like we said, there's templates you have to follow. You can't just watch a YouTube video. You can't just watch these. A lot of these IG guys are not what they are. They're fakes. You have to kind of learn from somebody properly and certified that knows what they're doing.
0: And what certifications do you have?
4: The best, the NSCA, uh, the CSCS, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. It is the gold standard. The pass rate is a 51 percent. You have to go to college for it. And you have to. It is a tough test. I mean, it is tough. It is no joke. You cannot. Some of these other tests, I don't want to name the names. You get legit. There's actually a commercial one of them says, "You want a side hustle? Get this certification." Well, It's what it is. It's a side hustle. You literally go on the computer, pay two, three hundred bucks, you're certified the next day. Or these weekend certifications, they're jokes.
0: Which teams or which schools are you working with the most? Like, you're working with a ton of Grand City hockey players, or what are you doing? So, Edwardsville Hockey,
4: Triad Hockey, um, the Pirates. I've worked with Koki Wrestling, Granite Wrestling. I would love to get Granite Wrestling again. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I've talked to Coach Martin about the football we're supposed to talk after. I'm going to talk to Coach Wagner uh, again soon as well. And as far as collegiately, uh, my buddy uh, Schnee in Kalaji at Wisconsin. Uh, Herbert's at Michigan. I used to know the crew at um, Illinois, but when Coach Brett got there, they all left. So Willie's at Minnesota. My buddy Micah's at Sioux Falls. Joey Bose's at um, Cincinnati Bagels. Head strength coach, my really good friend, a lot of people in the area are not going to like to hear this. Head strength for the Blackhawks. He's been there for years. Paul Goodman, he is top-notch. So I keep in contact with all these. I'm always traveling, visiting, and learning. Um The area, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a money thing or what, but there's not a lot of area teams that train, and they should. But I know the NSCA, the organization, what they're trying to get implemented, I think it's by 24, 25, that you cannot lift a team unless you have a certified string conditioning coach in the weight room. You can't do it. It will be like liability insurance, you can't do it. But uh yeah, there's a few I got them all in my wall. I got the So what would wall.
0: you I mean, if if I'm a football coach at School X, yep. and I get nervous if I'm going to if you want me to send my entire team to tr- to tanks to train. Well,
4: I do on site. I'd come to your high
0: school. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's what you would see yourself you would see yeah. yourself Coming to this school or that school and working with those schools with their facilities. I
4: prefer them to come to my facility because right. I have every single thing you need, more than any high school. There is no high school in the area that has better equipment. Than
0: yeah, them. the problem is logistically getting. Logistically,
4: yeah, getting the kids there. And and that's a lot of them do come now, but I would come to the high school. You need that. I'm telling you, you're, you're, there's things I've seen in the past few years. You're going to get kids hurt, some of the stuff going on. And then it's not worth it. A kid's going to be in a wheelchair or dead. It's not worth it.
0: Could you see yourself, because I hear you talking hockey, wrestling, football, could you see yourself helping a golfer?
4: I've helped golfers before.
0: And you could see yourself helping it. Have you you talked to uh, people in the industry, in golf, in tennis, to find out what those sports are doing for strength and conditioning?
4: So, So if you watch the sport, you'll see mechanics they're doing, and then you put them through the exercises they need. Um, but, yeah, if you need help, you would contact someone like a golf. I don't have any golf contacts, Janice, but I've trained that. And a lot of it at the younger level, it's just about athletic improvement. You improve them overall as an athlete, they improve. And really, you don't want to get too sports specific at a young age. The patterns you'll get, if you just do select soccer all the time, all the time, all the time, you're gonna, your patterns are going to be all whack. You're not going to get better. You're going to actually decrease. You have to do some strength conditioning or play another sport. Don't just specify it in one sport. At a young age especially, that's a huge problem right now in the industry. You're seeing major injuries, in females, mm-hmm. males, by doing the same pattern, 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 pattern. It's not good. It's different.
0: Yep. How can folks learn more about TANK's training facility if they're intrigued by what you're saying and they're thinking, you know, I want to get my kid involved in some strength and conditioning. Or maybe some of these adults out here are thinking, you know what, I want to get fitter. I want to get stronger. How can they learn more? Just reach
4: out to us Um Their Instagram, Facebook, Twitter—I just got one of those dang TikTok things. I don't—I don't understand that all that well. So follow (laughs) us on like Facebook or IG or Twitter and uh, send us a message. Uh, My number's on all those direct. My email, all that. Just get a hold of us. We'd be glad. I say yes. Get a hold of me. I'd be glad to help.
0: And check out the website tankstraining.com. Chris Janik, thanks so much for uh, coming tonight. I really appreciate you and the time and the good work you're doing down there for, uh, for the folks in Granite. And uh, we're going to have to stay in touch. until tell yeah. Zetta I said hi. I will. We I'll miss see. her at Edwardsville High School for yeah. sure. We'll, we'll be back soon. Okay. Big thanks tonight to guests Nathan Wilkening and Gabby Jesse, Bill Roseberry and Chris Janik, and for partners Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb and Ginger Blassingame. Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services, our engineer, Everett Hicks. Thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East.